Yes Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of Yes Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. I am here with Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? And uh, this is a very special edition of the Yes Have Some Podcast because we are interviewing uh, Andrew Schaefer, the we author. We interviewed him. We interviewed him. And that's all you get. Have fun. We did the interview. We did it. I hope we did well. I think we did well. Hope we get the job. <laughs> yeah. Was it a job interview? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, no, we talked to Andrew Schaefer. He's the author of the brand new um, official Ghostbusters 2016 tie-in book, Ghosts from Our Past. Both literally and figuratively, the study of the paranormal. And it is written by Andrew Schaefer. And it is crazy good. Best-selling author Andrew Schaefer. Also written by our new uh, Ghostbusters, Aaron Gilbert and Abby Yates. The characters. The girls. They're the best. They're the beautiful. They're the only. They're not the only. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of Ghostbusters now. They might cross over. Well. We, I don't know. Multiverse. Guys, we talked about a lot of fun Who's stuff. Who's sick of the multiverse? I'm not sick I'm of it. I'm never going to be sick of it. Uh, we had a good conversation with Andrew. Um, he's super funny guy. Super awesome to talk to. Super talented. And uh, he's written other books, too. He wrote the uh, How to Survive a Sharknado, the official Sharknado book. And then the new one coming out, The Day of the Donald, the post-apocalyptic Donald Trump as president book. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, But we talked about ghosts from our past. Like I said, it comes out June 28th. Pre-order it now on Amazon. We're going to give away some copies on the Facebook page. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Yes, have some uh, Facebook. That's facebook.com slash yes, have some cast. Without further ado, Abigail, Jacob, and myself. Yes, have some interview. Yes, have some interview with Andrew Schaefer. Uh, Have fun, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please, please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes, Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yes have some cast sick vandalism that is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message and now hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts craig goldberg abigail gardner and jacob walsh we're mutants there's something wrong with us something very very wrong with us all right everybody welcome to the yes have some podcast special Edition special episode. Ooh. What is this? Sixteen special episode. This is special episode special, sixteen. It's our sweet sixteen. This is our sweet sixteen. I'm expecting. Oh, we're growing uh, up. You're expecting. I'm expecting, <laughs> and I'm expecting a stretch Hummer and a stretch limo and a party. Tierra and a Tierra and Tia. Both yeah. the <laughs> whole cast of Sister Sister is going to be here. <laughs> and Tierra. Um, but no, we've got a very uh, special interview uh, this week with 
the one and only author of the brand new Ghosts from Our Past book from uh, the brand new Ghostbusters movie. The official tie-in book uh, comes out the 28th of June. Uh, we are very, very happy here at the Yes Have Some podcast to welcome uh, the co-author, the author, uh, but fictionally the co-author, uh, Andrew Schaefer. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello. Wait, are, are you going to are you going to put in the clapping later, or is that? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah we have that in. We we do a lot of editing here. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Um, there's going to be a round of applause. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And a laugh track. And a laugh track. So, Wait, we should pause. do that for an episode. Yeah, That's we a should. Good idea. All the top shows have a laugh track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Good. So Andrew was definitely. Uh, he didn't talk to us on our last live episode. That no, never, first time. This is the first time. First time uh, ever talking know. to him. Uh, but in all sincerity, we did have a kind of a brief, uh, little teaser conversation last week. Something. It was something. Um, and we'll get uh, to know you. A little get to know you, but uh, yeah, Andrew, you got the new book out, uh, Ghost from Our Past, coming out here pretty soon, and I don't know, why don't you just maybe give a quick little introduction to our audience about who you are, uh, and maybe, you know, how did you get involved with uh, with this group, uh, with this group, I talk, yeah. I can talk, <laughs> uh, with the Ghost from Our Past book. Yeah, um... Uh, the last book that I did was called How to Survive a Sharknado, and it was an in-world book in the Sharknado sci-fi channel universe. Um, I don't know if uh, you or any of your uh, callers or, or, or your listeners are familiar with Sharknado I and the so. sci-fi channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think um, Jake is very familiar with yeah. all things Sharknado. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a few of those. That's the one you like, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the good one. Uh, is, you know, it's that the one with the shark and water in the yeah. Yeah, the good um, one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so I actually uh, that was the last book that I did, and my editor um, asked me, you know, do you have any ideas for future projects? And I said, well, uh, I really want to do something Ghostbusters, and he was like, uh, Ghostbusters is you know kind of a dead franchise. I mean, um, right. Print is dead. So. Yeah, well, I'm um, <laughs> Sound effects later. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just doing that as a placeholder. Thank you, okay. thank you. Can um, keep that up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Awesome. So, so, so he asked me, you know, if there's anything else that I say, Ghostbusters, and and lo and behold, um, you know, he checked in with Sony and they said, hey, uh, you know, we are rebooting Ghostbusters, and you know, not only that, it was like. Uh, here's a script for it. And so I was like, whoa. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, because when I was reading a Sharknado, I, I'm not going to say, you know, I was a fan of Sharknado since I was, you know, six years old or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but I was a fan <laughs> of Ghostbusters since I was six years old. So, right. so there was just, it was, you know, I, some of the earliest stories that I wrote were like Ghostbusters fanfic. Um, oh, I have yeah. one that was called. Ghostbusters 2, and I wrote it in 1985. Oh, and, um, man. It ran two pages. Um, <laughs> okay. It appears to be exactly the same as the first Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just follows that same pattern, right? And um, yeah, so so I, I'd been into Ghostbusters for a long time, obviously. And, uh, and 
Yeah, and so I started reading the script, and they said, oh, by the way, you know, it's not, it's not a continuation of the old Ghostbusters. It is, uh, it's a reboot. And I, at first I was like, a what? You know? Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I heard there's some people out there that are skeptical uh, no. of this concept. That can't um, be true. Right. And, you know, you get, you get burned a few times uh, by other, you know, franchises. We won't say, uh, you know, the names. Um, you can drop the names in later. We're going to put some names in uh, there. We're, we're going to make uh, up yeah, franchises. We'll just, we'll just throw in the word any. Star man. <laughs> Crystal Skull. Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Total Recall. <laughs> yeah, so you get you get burned a few times, you know, so I totally understand that. But I started reading and I go, you know what, this is really funny, and it's a really fresh take, you know, on the, the Ghostbusters concept that, um, you know, I think that can really, could really revive it, you know, for a whole new generation. Instead of being that sort of tacked on, you know, third movie that sort of satisfies, you know, old fans but doesn't really do a lot to bring new fans in, I think, because no one, you know, kids today don't want to watch a movie, you know, about grandpa handing off his business to his kids. Um, <laughs> but, you know, some they of the big kids, some of the 40-year-old kids, that's what they're pining after. The interns? Right. We've had to expand the definition of children, um, I think, uh, <laughs> right. in our whole. So, so there is, you know, so there's some thought about that, but, but yeah, it was, so it was something and they said, oh, and, and by the way, you know, the book that they, that they're looking to do is going to be a tie-in sort of like your Sharknado book, which was written by, um, Tara Reed's character in the movie. And, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I read through the script and the, you know, the book was right there in the script and, and I got to the page where it said, uh, they flip over the book and on the back is a picture of Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig in turtlenecks on covering the whole back of the book. I would, I have to do, yeah. I go, I go that, I mean, cause Paul Feig and, you know, bridesmaids, um, by everything he's done has been right up my alley. I was like, this is definitely something I need to get. And, and so, um, I, I did a sample and, uh, the powers that be liked it. And, um, you know, I think there, there might have been other, you know, authors sort of in the running, um, but, um, you know, I got rid of them. So. <laughs> well, we don't want to put you on the spot, but we have all three of those authors on the line as well. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I believe oh, Stephen King. They're feeling and <laughs> It was, uh, no. Uh, that's so cool. That's really cool. I mean, to be such a longtime fan and to be directly involved like that is kind of a dream come true and to kind of be able to go to your publisher or your agent whoever saying hey i want to be involved in ghostbusters and then for that to happen i mean it doesn't really get cooler and than that. for it to also be good and something worthwhile that like you're invested in and that like you're inspired by that's super fucking cool so right it just it just doesn't happen that often that you know the the sort of planets align um like mm-hmm. that or the multiverses align. So, uh, <laughs> so it did, it did, but it, it really felt like the culmination, you know, of something that had gone back, you know, 20, uh, 25, 30 years that yeah. I, I was like, everything I've been doing has been working towards this. Right. So, you know, so, so it, 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 call it, fate, so there's call also, it luck. Call it luck and, and, or call it a curse because as soon as you start working on it, you go, oh my God, what? A, what God, the oh fuck? my God. <laughs> Dude, I'd be so stressed. 
Well, but so, I was so impressed. It was a super fun read. It's yeah. been my constant companion like since we got it a week ago. So yeah, so the three of us all we all got a chance to read it. Um, super impressed. I, have, I I wasn't I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know if this was going to be kind of like over the top funny, directly related to the movie. I didn't know if it was going to be anecdotes from the movie. I didn't know if it was going to be what it turns spoiler heavy. Spoiler heavy. What what it turns out uh, for those of you who haven't gotten it yet. Uh, um, it's it is some real world scientific stuff. It's from reading it. The feeling I kept getting is that you put tons and tons of time into researching um, the world of the paranormal, the world of all the the complex science behind it. The actual paranormal investigators over time. Uh, talk a little bit about what that process was like once you once you got the gig and you kind of sat down to to start digging in. Um, you know what? Did 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 you call Dan Aykroyd and just? Did, did he, he call you? Did, did he, he call you? you did he lay it on the line <laughs> and say this is this is what's going to happen? There's a lot of para technical jargon in there now. So. Uh, Danny, yeah. Um, so so I was actually a nonfiction author before I started writing uh, novels and fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, my first two books that I published uh, with HarperCollins were actually nonfiction books. They were humorous, but they were nonfiction. And so I sort of got that sort of, you know, research sort of process down. And, um, and so that's sort of what I did, you know, with the Sharknado book was I really looked at, I was like, how do sharks survive in a, in a tornado? And I was like, I got to get the science down for this. And I did yeah. that for like 40 different 40 different sci-fi channel movies, um, which I'm probably seen more than any living person um, right now because uh, most of the people that you can't get that far um, into the oeuvre alive. And, and so I've survived more, you know, shark movies than a lot of people. And, and yes, I looked into science behind that kind of stuff. And yeah. and I try to do the same thing here, which was you know as soon as I as soon as sort of you know I got the notes back and they're like okay Paul wants something that's like real science in here they're scientists you know my first one was sort of I would say more you know my first proposal was sort of like more towards the first film which was like oh they're you know they're more paranormal experts or whatnot right. and and this one they're actually you know uh they sort of lay on the science a little bit more um the physics uh, especially and when you read the book and when you see the movie you'll kind of see you know how scientific they are um and and it was just something that i was like oh my gosh now i got to learn about physics you know I, I'm, yeah. not very, I'm like like vaguely science brained but not like you know there's not there's not much there going on in my head as far as science goes you know you know, I'm like, you know Julian I'm Holtz cool. yeah, right. right now I like, like I appreciate cool. right cool I'll watch that right I appreciate it I mean mm-hmm. I like that like science yeah nice you know if I see an animal outside I'm like nice that's all. Yeah. You know? You're doing good. Um, Looking good. That's biology, right? Science. You know? Right. You know, and if I see a circle, I'm like, that's geometry. So I know some of that stuff, you know. Right. Uh, but, 
but you know the the thing was I had to like learn like a bunch of stuff about actual physics for this, and then learn a bunch of stuff about paranormal. So I had like two stacks of books on my shelf, which were you know one was all paranormal, and including uh, the book that was uh, written by uh, Dan Aykroyd's father, and then there was another stack of books, and I had like fifty books in each stack. Another stack of books that was all books on physics, and then I was like, okay, now how do I com- you know connect these two worlds? And uh, that's not very easy <laughs> um, because once you start getting down to the nitty gritty of the physics, you're like, oh my gosh, this eliminates all possibility of the paranormal. <laughs> you know? uh, I'm sorry, not you know, not to drop a spoiler bomb right there, but right. Um, you know, I was like, so how do I really connect these two worlds? Because in the you know in the movie they've connected these two worlds, but they don't actually have to you know write for a couple hundred pages and so originally in the movie yeah the book is 460 pages i think in the movie it's a joke and and then i'm like wait a minute you guys didn't think this true because wait a minute i'm not going to write 460 pages so they were like what if we do like a a revised i know i was like what if we do a revised edition you know and then we're like we just cut out 200 pages um so we're like yeah we just Orb photo. <laughs> right. um, um, so, like, yeah. So we just cut out two hundred pages and just sort of reorganized stuff. Um, but yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to research, though. Um, but um, my my brain, you know, after that, I was like, man, I just, I need, I need a break from science, you know. Um, no more Neil. DeGrasse Tyson or whatever, you know, for a while. Yeah. yeah. And that's interesting. In reading a little bit about you, and when I say that, I'm talking about your Wikipedia page and from the stuff, just your personality. We've been lurking. We've been lurking. Um, I'm, I'm guessing is that you are more on the skeptical side of things when it comes to the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. And, you know, the thing is, um, I enjoy the paranormal in. Um, you know, in entertainment, um, I, uh, all of my favorite, you know, TV shows and movies are all paranormal, Ghostbusters, X-Files, um, uh, you know, so, so I'm really, in, you know, I'm really <laughs> into that stuff. I love horror movies. Right. And then you have, on the other hand, um, you know, I am agnostic and don't, you know, yeah. have um, a very high bar for proof for that type of stuff. Right. Um, You're speaking so, Jake so, language right now. I know. <laughs> so the three of us, anyway. I've been, like, it's so funny because I'm, I, you know, Abby is just, Abby and Jake. I'm a hardcore, hardened atheist. Yeah, yeah. Abby and Jake are like <laughs> hardcore, like in your face. And I, me, I, I definitely lean towards agnostic, but I'm also easily swayed. Like even halfway through Ghost from the Past, knowing I'm like it's a fiction book, I'm like this is all making sense to me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> like I could be, I could be like one day like no, I don't believe in the paranormal. Then I hear one person like oh my, you know, I had a cold wind on my neck last night. I'm like wow, I'm, yeah. I might need to rethink a few things. Right. That wind sounded pretty cold. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's really weird. You can actually, you really, I mean, in your everyday life, if you don't think about it too hard, you can you can have these sort of competing ideas in your brain at all times, you know. And and I have a really good friend, and she was telling me she's like, you know, she was she was just laying in how much she's an atheist and how much you know, um, you know, f the church, you know, whatever, you know. There's you can no say such it. Thing is, um, 
Well, well, I'm just saying what she said. Right, you know? right. Um, uh, you know, and so, and so, and and then, like, she tells him, like, a five-minute rant about this and then stops on a dime and then is like, my son saw a ghost the other week. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wait a minute, what? And she's like, yeah, oh, yeah, he was in, in his, you know, in his bedroom. Uh, he was up all night playing um, – you know, World of Warcraft or whatever. And uh-huh. then, like, at, like, 6 a.m., like, a ghost, like, walked into his room. And, like, he, like, came out and he's like, Mom, there's a ghost in my room. And we're like, yeah, it feels kind of weird in there. And I'm like, it feels what? weird. Cause, right? You know, and I'm like, wait a minute. He just, said, he just said how much of an atheist you are. You don't believe in anything. And then all of a sudden it's like your son goes into some kind of weird world of warcraft to do psychosis um, right you know he's got mountain dew poisoning right now you need to get him to a hospital yeah I'm she like, sounds like my kind of girl she sounds hot <laughs> uh no i mean i just I, I feel like i'm easily swayed i really do um but i mean to me though that's interesting though so you you say like you're you like the paranormal in your entertainment you just wrote this incredible book um, that's obviously you're obsessed with ghosts. Well, we're obsessed with Ghostbusters. I think you're obsessed, but you've loved it your whole life. Um, so that's kind of like you say, it's like competing ideas. Is there ever a point in, in writing where you're like making connections you and crossed con- over? Are you crossing over? At, in, in- John Edwards there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I wanted to. I, I really wanted to. It was, uh, you know, it was even as a kid, I was kind of like, uh, ghosts really aren't, you know, they're not real, you know, and, but I wanted to believe, you know, I'm like Fox Mulder. Um, yeah. I'm like Fox Mulder yeah. and Dana Scully sort of like rolled into one. And I just have that constant, you know, battle going on where, you know, two different parts of, of my personality are trying to make out with each other. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. it's sort of the, you know, it's the creative impulse. And, you know, you, if, if you, you know, you write any type of fiction, you do any type of creative anything, you're creating something that doesn't exist, even if it's, even if it's nonfiction, you know? And so, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's just, it's just really weird. You really, I really wanted to, you know, believe in a lot of stuff. And I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I tried to write, you know, a book from the perspective of, of people who really do believe and, um, have, you know, have found that evidence that I don't personally have, you know, right, I'm going right. to keep looking, I'm going to keep looking, um, but it, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just started believing in sharks, you know, last summer. <laughs> so And sharknadoes. Um, I have a, I have a very high bar. I mean, yeah, I just saw one. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's a thing. That's real. There it is. There's my proof. So as soon as you see it, well, Jake, you're in Valdosta. Isn't that like a haunted city? Have you ever seen a ghost down there? Um, no, uh, it okay. is. I mean, there, there's supposed to be a couple haunted places. Um, but no, you know, when we, uh, there, there's one famous place here that's supposedly haunted and it used to be a pizza place and a venue, but, um, you know, the scariest thing I saw there were a couple of bands, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, goth, some, some mid 2000 goth rock. Yeah. Dude, um, some, uh, yeah. Some pop punk. Cool. Cool. So Andrew, so going back here, so you, you get the call that this is going to be, uh, your job. You're going to write the book. Um, what, what, 
what were you doing? What what were you doing in your life when you found out? Like were, when you got that call, were you expecting the call? Did you think you weren't going to get it? And uh, what was your initial reaction? And uh, how soon after that were you talking to uh, Paul Feig and Katie Dippold about uh, where to go with it? Yeah, it was it was pretty fast. It was uh, you know as soon as they found found out that. Uh, they were making this. Uh, it was actually probably about a month before they started filming, I think. Okay. And so, and so, my editor, you know, immediately before we even, you know, finalize anything, he's like, he's like, hey, I need you to sign this non-disclosure, and uh, they've got a script for you already. And this was, I mean, just within a, a day or two of him saying, hey, we've got this potential project, and I was like, holy, that's fast, you know. Um, that they're like, yeah, because they're going to start filming right now, and you know they want it. They got this is all going to happen pretty fast, and so, so yeah. So as soon as uh, I read through the script and then sent over, you know, some ideas or whatnot, um, I got some preliminary notes back from uh, both Paul Feig and Katie Deppold, and uh, sort of the you know they sort of say, hey, this is the direction that we want to go in, which is sort of the more scientific direction, and I was like, yeah, I got it totally. Um, and then I had to sit down and say, "Oh my God, how am I going to do that?" Um, but, um, but yeah, I know it, it happened pretty. It happened pretty fast. And then you know, as soon, and then I think I got the the first draft of it. We did it sort of in chunks, where I did sort of like a third of the book here, a third of the book, and then a third of the book. And if you read the book, you can see it's kind of broken off into three parts. Um, but that was because we had to, you know, get the get it over to Sony, have them look over it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty cool to, you know, get a word dog back and it's just like, uh, you know, the notes on the side are from Paul Feig and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, he touched this word doc. He got the <laughs> word doc. I know. I'm like, how do you plane to touch your word doc? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, how do I print this off with the comments in this, you know, you know, green uh, cap. I'm, Oh, I don't know. Can you print off the comments? You might be able to. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I Maybe. should know that. I mean, I work for a I'm fairly large a... technology company. I should know these things. You should. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so... Continue. Oh no, and so and so yeah. So I got these notes back, and then it wasn't like I never got to you know talk on the phone or anything. Um, you know, no matter how much I petitioned to, I'm like, I really need to talk on the phone with these guys, you know, and really <laughs> get, just get in the hot tub. <laughs> I know. Where do all my good thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we really, I think we just really need to, you know, go golfing or something, whatever, you know, yeah. together. Mini golf, uh, probably. Mini golf, imagine. maybe suit yeah. shopping with Paul Fee. Yeah. Or like, he collects uh, walking sticks. Yeah. So walking yes. oh, gluten free bakery. <laughs> yeah. We've been stocking policy pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So and and then and then at one point, you know, they're like, Oh, Dan read your book and loved it. Oh, and I wow. was like uh, Dan. <laughs> I was like, Well, my dad's name is Dan, so I'm like, My dad already my book. Uh, but yeah, no, so that that was that was that was pretty <laughs> awesome and then and, uh, that is yeah, awesome. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know who else read it, but, um, uh, you know, I'm assuming everybody's, re- everybody's going to read, read it. I read it. Um, everybody's going to yeah. Everybody's going to read it. And then they're um, like, Abby and Jacob read it. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> we didn't know that the guests have some podcasts could read. We did not. <laughs> there are plenty of pictures surprised. in this book. There you know, are. Good and you, don't even have to read. you can just put it on your shelf as a prop. 
that's yeah. the genius. You know, um, I'm not gonna lie. I ordered two copies off Amazon. That, in addition to the copy that I have read and destroyed, that Abby's read and destroyed, um, <laughs> it is considered uh, a canon prop replica, and you got to have one to display and one just in case. I want to get ketchup on. <laughs> So, right. there you go. What, do you, are Sorry. You, what is the kid <laughs> doing in the bathroom? Yeah, what are oh, you doing, Abby? There were, like, it's an all-purpose bathroom. Yeah, you do what you want. You, there's, you a little, like, there's a little tray table in there. And what, yeah, you got It's more of a, a buffet than anything. Yeah, it's an all of yeah, Andrew, I'll have to tell you, man, you can you can ask Craig. I was so ready for this book to come in. Like, as soon as I got the word we were getting a copy of this book, every day I was like, Craig, when's our book coming in? When, and then Craig, Craig got uh, they got their book like a day early, and I was like, "What the fuck? Where is my book?" And then I was like, "I was like, what if they forgot? I was like, what if they forgot me? What if I'm not getting one?" And they were like, "They were like, Jake, calm down. It's gonna be cool, man. You'll get it." Jake uh, thought he no, was getting down, cut out. <laughs> Jake thought he was gonna become yeah, a ghost from our past. <laughs> yeah, we, and then we I got it. I, to sow a little bit of discontent. We try to sow a little bit of discontent in there just to kind of pit people against each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're like, ship his early. Ship, wait two days, ship that one. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm leaving, like, unequal amounts of money to people in my family, in my will. You know, just to, they're like, what does right. this mean? What is, why, yeah. would he, why would this – what is he – I'm like, oh, well, fun. this is going to be so good. It's fun to be manipulative. Well, it works. Yeah. So. yeah. It's working. It's a good dynamic. Uh, that's cool. But touching back on uh, what you were just talking about, like getting notes from Paul Feig and Katie Dippold, I was going to ask um, regarding those like first three chapters of Abby and Aaron's backstory, um, how much creative license were you given when it came to filling in those like historical gaps, um, like Aaron being haunted by the ghost for one entire year? Spoilers! Spoilers, guys! Uh, was that something that they were like, you need to include this in the story, or was that something that you were yourself coming up with, or Abby getting lost in the woods? Like, I love those backstories in particular, and I really connected with them. Um, and I was just going to ask, like, if that was something that you were thinking of, or is that something that they were like, you need to put this in there? Um, it, you know, it was a collaborative process. They, the, there is basically um, a couple of lines, you know, in the movie about hey, when I was a kid, this happened. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, and it's not anything big. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I build, you know, write, you know, write 60 pages on this one incident, you know? And I was like, yeah. okay, so it's, so it's like three lines in the script. And in the book, it's going to be 60 pages. So um, they gave me, you know, 100% creative license on that. To, they're like, just flesh out these characters. And, you know, what do you think that, you know, Abby and Aaron would have been like as kids? And I was like, I was like, this is, you know, it was, it was really, that was the really cool part for me was yeah. it's like saying, hey, here, watch Ghostbusters and then try to figure out what, you know, uh, Vankman was like in college. Um, you know, so, so that was sort of, sort of what it was. And, and then, you know, then I passed those back off to, um, uh, to the screenwriters and, you know, came back. Uh, the notes were basically, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I think, I think right. my, my favorite, my favorite note was uh, from Paul was, this is really, really bizarre. And I was like, in a good way 
or a bad way. <laughs> right. That's amazing. You know, and so, right. and so, yeah, it was just like, um, I was just like, wow, did I, I, I think I made it a little too weird, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But I don't know. There were, there were other parts, you know, where it was like, oh, this is hilarious. This is great. And, and a lot of it, um, I sort of, I knew that, um, you know, uh, Paul was from Michigan. And so I tried to like throw in all of this like Michigan stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, I was like, I was like, Hey, the characters probably went to the university. Of, they went to the university of Michigan. So I go, they probably grew up as kids. And what do you know about Michigan? I go, nothing. I've never been there, but I know a lot about Michigan because of battle Creek, Michigan battle Creek, right. is yeah. on like half the boxes of cereal that I eat right. as a kid. I go that, you know, that's going to be fun. Right, so I did all that the stuff about and Detroit and all the stuff, and then that was the stuff that got back. And then Paul's like, uh, "That's not accurate. That's not accurate." I was like, <laughs> right. oh, "I was just trying to impress you, dude. I was right. uh, totally panicking." <laughs> what about the rap? I, I know uh, the rap. Um, I love the, the rap. The rap. Um, you know, there's actually. Uh, I mean, without getting into spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- there, there is a rap though in the book, which, um, which was actually something that I wrote, pretty much the whole part of in the book, at least. Um, oh, it's I, amazing. I you we know, won't it, spoil it, but I am thinking about recording my own. Do it <laughs> later after the movie comes out. You know, that was one of the things there's a, so there's a lot of stuff, you know, that you do with a book like this while at the same time, you know, they're actually, you know, they were on set at the same time, uh, you know, doing, you know, doing improv and stuff. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, what if, you know, they improv something on set and they just go, oh, by the way, you know, as a kid, I did this. And then I'm like, oh, man, I got to throw out a whole chapter or something, you know. Right. So yeah. you don't you don't really know you're kind of in the dark a little bit it's not like they gave me dailies or anything you know just to watch and so i you know and at this point i still haven't actually seen the you know the, the movie and you know so the last i saw of it was you know the scripts as they're going through uh and they you know going through filming it so it um, but you know but oh no hopefully no, there's was- you know there's enough that that have their hands on it you know um that someone along the way will say, Hey, this doesn't jive with something that we threw in. But, but I mean, up and, you know, up until the end, you know, it's, they're doing different edits and throwing in new jokes or whatnot, you know? So. Yeah. And did, did you see, a uh, uh, quite an evolution of the scripts that you saw throughout the process? Um, you know, the, it was, um, you know, stuff gets added. I would say, right. you know, not an evolution of the script, but I mean, I saw it, you know, a month before um, they started filming and then all the way through filming, um, you know, they, they're on set, you know, Katie's on set actually, you know, writing new stuff and adding it, I believe. And so that then goes into like a master script that if you're connected to the, the movie or whatever, you can access that and sort of see updates. So, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, stuff gets out of it. I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, improv stuff that, that just ends up on film that, that I never saw, but yeah, no, it was, so it was, it was uh, pretty, pretty neat. Um, uh, you know, a lot different than, 
I guess, working on uh, Sharknado, which, I mean, I don't even know if they had a script for that. Um. <laughs> I, have a, I have a feeling the, the person who did the most work on the Sharknado movies is probably you. director. Yeah, I can't comment on how long it took me to write the book versus how long it took to write Thunder Eleven to write the scripts, but um, but there may be some truth to that. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So so it was it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. So yeah, you do get to see the evolution sort of of the script. But you know, I mean, I mean, one of the things you know when they when they gave it to me, and Paul said this in interviews, so it's not really giving anything away. But but um, uh, you know, Melissa McCarthy's character originally was Patty, and so. Um, when I sort of did the the first draft, you know, I sort of uh, I wrote all these jokes in there that were, you know, Melissa McCarthy as Patty, and then, um, uh, yeah, and then Leslie Jones um, as Abby. Yeah. So I had all these jokes in there, and then at one point, you know, they're like, oh, those characters got switched around like a while ago, and we didn't like. And like I guess it, the memo didn't get back to me, <laughs> and, then, okay. and then so there was, you know, there's there was some stuff that I'm like that I, you know, that I unintentionally, you know, wrote in for Abby that then ended up, you know, coming out of Melissa McCarthy's mouth or whatever was it was a very different um, than it would have been coming out of Leslie Jones' mouth. So you know, right, so there was right. a fair amount of. Um, sort of uh, rewriting that I had to do after that. Um. Right. So one thing about the book is there's, and we won't really give away stuff, but there's a lot of little Easter eggs in the book, a lot of fun little nuggets and surprises. Illustrations. For Ghostbusters (laughs) fans, for pop culture fans. Um, Is there anything that you were able to squeeze in there that you were really excited about and maybe even possibly surprised that that you got by... uh, Whoever had final say. Well, if I if I tell you now, um, oh. they'll they'll come. But um, you know that's a that's a good question. Um, I I I just I really was surprised at like how much leeway I had, you know, going into their their uh, you know their their personal past and stuff, and sort of throwing in you know little stories in there about uh, you know just. just I don't know if I'd say Easter eggs or whatever, but yeah, originally when I started writing the book, I was like, oh my gosh, you know how many Easter eggs to, you know, the animated series and this, you know, all this, all these little Easter eggs that I was going to throw in there. And then I'm yeah. like, after a while, I was like, uh, you kind of feel that sort of weighing you down. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I. I sort of felt more confident than I was like, you know what? I want to go off in my own direction and kind of, you know, do different stuff. So there are Easter eggs that, you know, people familiar with the stuff will, will recognize. And some of them are obviously, you know, more, um, you know, I guess more blatant than others that are in there. Right. But, um, yeah, no, now, it was so go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know. I'm going to try to say this without saying it because I don't want to spoil anything about the book or the movie, but uh, it took a little bit of internal detective work, but something dawned on me about a day after reading the book, considering the forward of the book and who wrote the forward of the book. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but that smacked me across the face pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, you told yes. us that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, so I'm just, gonna, that's just a bold, that's just a bold statement. Thing. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it all connected, and I went, hmm, all right. All right. But you know what? That probably isn't going to make a lot of sense. That, that'll, that comment that's not going to make sense to anybody until they watch the movie. <laughs> yep. That doesn't that's even gonna, make sense to me. Come on. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unless I'm yeah. dead wrong. We'll we'll talk we'll revisit this in a month and we'll we'll either be laughing at Craig or singing his praises. <laughs> no, I think, no, I mean yeah, I'm I'm sure you know who yeah who who it is in the, right, the forward. Right. Um, but yeah, there no there was some other stuff uh, I was trying to think uh, that I that I threw in. Uh, one of one of the most exciting things that I threw in was in origin for um, Kevin's saxophone. Mm. <laughs> Talk about that for yeah, a second. Tell us more. We, we, um, yeah. I posted a picture on Facebook today. Uh, there's going to be a 12-inch Kevin action figure uh, with saxophone. And uh, whatever the running gag sax is. Sax action. Yeah, with sax action. Whatever sax. that running gag is with, with him and his musical instruments, I think that's hilarious before even seeing the movie. Yeah, um, I I don't you know there was yeah there was some of that in the script and I'm they you know they touched, talked about how much improv he did on set and I mean you put a saxophone in Chris Hemsworth's hands and who knows what he's going to do with that thing you know mm. um, yeah I want to know and you put a twelve inch action figure in any of our hands of that and again who knows what's going to happen <laughs> who knows <laughs> the possibilities are really endless yeah who among us knows. Huh. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I I knew that. I think uh, from some of my stalking, I knew that Paul Feig had played saxophone as um, in school, and I also played saxophone. So I put in this really so elaborate back. You guys are <laughs> really. Where are we all saxophone brothers? Well, Jake, what was your? Weren't you like an award-winning back saxophonist life. in high school? Oh my God, I was. Yeah, I won that John Philip Sousa award. Ooh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, well, that's because you're not as big as a sax person as me. <laughs> um, well, Andrew, yeah, this is sax kind of life brothers. Though. Yeah, sax life brothers. Um, I'm gonna start calling you guys on the weekends and asking you about your sax life. Um, <laughs> did. Uh, this is slightly off topic. Oh, Grass Hysteria. Thank God. That was my Ghostbusters ska band I was trying to think of. What was it? Grass Hysteria. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's great. That's uh, why I was quiet was that a real for the thing? last 30 seconds. No, yeah, we made, no. Abby made it up. Um, recent. So, Andrew, are you a toy or action figure or collectible person, just because we're talking about that? I'm No, I'm a real person. Um, oh, <laughs> oh that's interesting. Okay. Not an action figure. No, I, yeah. Um, you know, as a, as a kid, and I'm saying as a kid up until I was about 30, uh, I collected a, a, just a ton of action figures. And then at some point, it just got to be sort of overwhelming. Um, I think I got married and, um, <laughs> you know, it, I, had to, I had to move several times. And mm-hmm. once you start moving stuff, you're yeah. like, oh, my God, what do I need to collect? What do I really need to collect? Yeah. And so uh, – you know, right now, you know, it's my action figure collection as such is pared down to, you know, just a few Funkos and, um, you, you know, other, a few other just small little 
bits and pieces here and there. Not, yeah. you know, I, but it made me before it was like, I was like, I need to have every X-Men. Um, you know, I need to have every, every, I need to have everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're dealing with, like? yeah, we're all kind we of going through that. We're still in that. Uh, we're all past 30 though. <laughs> So, <laughs> so it's good. So we're well, well, I good. think if you make it past thirty, um, you know, I think it's also different if you uh, marry someone who is uh, or in a relationship with someone who's also a collector too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Then they understand, you know, what and the enabled. need is, and especially to display this stuff. You know, yeah. Um, it, it was very easy to get rid of a lot of stuff when it was just in boxes. And, um, you know, I couldn't see it, but then I'm like, I need to touch it. I need to, you know, so, so, I mean, my office has a lot of that stuff in it, but, uh, nothing, you know, close to what you guys have. Um, well, I always think uh, when people come over, I'm impressing them, but it's starting to realize that they actually are scared. When my parents come over, they're not impressed. (laughs) (laughs) You just see the look of like disgust. I showed my dad this slimer. I was like, oh yeah, dad, check this out. How much money? (laughs) <laughs> what did you do with that? But she's got a purple bow. Um, <laughs> so, so it's just Pac-Man with a bow. Oh. Oh, if that's all it is, you it's know. Like you know what? Uh, you know we're we were talking about the the first couple chapters of the book um, with all the the like backstory stuff, and yeah. when I read uh, the whole section of Abby and Aaron at like uh, lunch at high school or was it high school? Well, lunch at school. Um, mm-hmm. I can, I can completely picture, like, I want that in the movie. Like I read yeah. that and I was like, wait, I really want to see a scene with Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy playing these high school kids, but with <laughs> yeah. like all the other kids being actual high school kids. Uh, like, it's yeah. Right. My, I could, I could, it just wait, jumped right in my head. I, like, I could totally see this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, the picture on the back of the book itself is obviously them like today, and it's supposed to be them at like age (laughs) twenty-two. So good. That's amazing. I was actually thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. There you go with the black turtleneck. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I actually have no idea what they filmed. If they filmed anything in character as kids or not i don't i don't uh i i don't know um because i mean there's stuff in the script but it wasn't clear if it was like you know redrama if there's talking about some of this or if they're going to actually act some of it out or right who knows what happened with that but um but yeah no they 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 seemed really uh fun and really vivid in high school and then in college and um you know i was able to um you know, put a lot of stuff in there, like a lot of like there were a lot of there's a, like a whole chapter on the X Files uh, in this yeah. book. Yeah. And I was like, if you are into both the paranormal and you are a scientist, you know, the two biggest people in your life in mm-hmm. 1996 or whatever is going to be, you know, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. Yep. Yep. How it is. I mean, I, I know a lot, you know, a lot of scientists who got into, um, you know, who got into their careers because of you know a crush on David Duchovny or something like that, yeah. and um, so you know so I toned it down a little bit. It's not my own crush on David Duchovny in the book, um, so it's toned down a little. Um, but it, it you know but it is sort of I was just like 
you know, it was actually really based on, you know, people that I actually knew. That's yeah, so I cool. love that kind of yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that was the first that when I first got the book, I was just kind of flipping through, and the first thing I saw was a picture of David Duchovny, and I was like, "Yes, we're I'm in." <laughs> Ghostbusters, <laughs> I let's do this. Um, and then also like as reading it, and you, you get to that little section where they're talking about the first time they see X Files, I was like, "Man, I remember." where I was when I saw the X-Files, you know? And then you have this weird little like, okay, so I was at my neighbor's house watching X-Files and then Abby and mm-hmm. Abby were doing this, you know, like they were doing that <laughs> right. while I was watching the X-Files. It's great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, re- I remember exactly where I was, you know, when I was watching the X-Files as well. And uh, yeah, it, it, um, it was at your friend's house as well. That's, that's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> Multiverse. Oh, oh. So I have a question. I, yeah. Getting into, well, just getting into the uh, the uh, the more technical side or the class system of the uh, of the paranormal, right? So my mm-hmm. question now, listen, I'm a giant Ghostbusters fan, and I love it more than anything. But I will not consider. I am a novice when it comes to being able to identify the different ghosts and the different class structure that they are. Like there's people out there, especially the IDW fans. Like I'm a fan of the comic. I read it every month, but I learned a lot from this book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, by the way, I feel like I'm exposing myself and you wouldn't want me exposing myself. (laughs) Um, so, so let's, we got, I don't think it's a secret. Slimer is in the new movie. Slimer is Mm -hmm. a ghost. Uh, Yeah. From, is he a class five? Is that true? Slimer's a class five. Yeah, he's a class five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing I I, I posed, posed I proposed this I said this on social media on Facebook uh, when you're talking about the ethereal plane basically being kind of a mirrored version of our existence, kind of similar to what you know Dan Aykroyd in the the famous Hellbent script where it's like the the uh, the negative uh, on on a film strip of New York basically mm-hmm. being uh, just through the mirror, basically. So the question I had on Facebook uh, that a bunch of people started chiming in on was, you know, did, if, if you subscribe to the multiverse theory or the infinite universe theory, does every one of those universes have their own uh, ethereal plane or is there one ethereal plane that's, that connects, that connects all the universes and different... Like the wood between the worlds and the chronicles of Narnia. Whatever, I've never read that, but that sounds... <laughs> Sounds like you didn't make it up. <laughs> it's um, real. It's it's absolutely real. Um, or is it only like is it only like a class six or seven who can do the interdimensional travel? And I don't know. Do we want to get that nerdy with it? Do you have any thoughts on that? Because ultimately, what I'm asking is, I don't want to get into the discussion of is this a multiverse so they're going to connect these universes? But is there a chance that the Slimer that we're seeing in this movie is actually the same Slimer? from the other movies and he's just, you know, he broke a little, the barrier. an interdimensional onion head. Yeah. I mean, um, anything's possible, right? <laughs> right. Right. If you put your mind to it, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> that sounds like, um, like a question for Dan Aykroyd. I feel like I'd ask that to Dan Aykroyd. Uh, go for it, Andrew. No, I think, um, you know, one of the things is that, uh, in this book, sort of the, uh, you know, the class system loosely aligns with the class system from the classic universe. So, right. um, so there is sort of a sense that um, ghosts fall into different, there are different types of ghosts, you know, whether they're, you know, there's, you know, remnants of 
you know, there's you know people who have passed away, um, and then you have ghosts of interdimensional ent- entities, and then you have someone like Slimer, uh, who is sort of a collection of just uh, random psychokinetic energy and stuff. Right. So, so there are different ghosts like that, and the question is, is can they all sort? Can some of them sort of cross back and forth between the different multiverses that are out there? And uh, I have no idea. All right. <laughs> what, is that? Gonna... <laughs> what I was going to say, what, wouldn't that be a good idea for the for the next animated series? Just like the Adventures of Slimer, and every episode he's on to like a different, you know, alternate universe, <laughs> yeah. and he meets Ghostbusters in every single one, and everything's different. That'd be yeah. Where's it'd Paul? be Someone, like Stargate, except you know, except instead yeah. of MacGyver, you have Slimer. <laughs> just you know, yeah. like Slimergate. That that. I mean, that really would be amazing. Um, you know, I, I think I think that I think there's you know there's a lot of legs here, or in the, his case, no legs, but there's a lot of you know a lot of stuff you can do with a concept like that. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I was in charge of it, I would I would I would push for that, you know, hundred um, percent. But they haven't like put me in charge of anything. So, I think you should be uh, in charge of. They'll that. kind of wait for Dan Dan to call me back. <laughs> and the reason I ask that is so a lot of people do get caught up in the the connecting universes and things like that. Um, and I think like something like that, even a quick with, with with one scene in one movie, you could appease a lot of people and also move on with the franchise. And because personally, I want this movie to succeed. I want to see more movies with this cast. And um, you know, I don't know how, especially if this movie makes a ton of money and is very successful. I don't know. I don't know if that backlash really holds any water. I don't, I mean, what was it like for you when, when the backlash started happening? Um, were, were you caught off guard? Cause as, as much as I oh, hate yeah. it, I, I wasn't yeah. really that caught off guard to, now it's gotten to an extent where it has gone completely overboard, but I was expecting some sort of backlash. Yeah. Yeah, um, I you know I didn't I like I said I, I when I saw that it was a reboot as well I was I was skeptical until I read the script and but I mean you know I knew everybody that was involved I was like oh I, you know I have total faith in them and I think there are other people who are like I don't have faith in them at all you know they don't have faith in them um, you know because you know comedy is you know it's so subjective sometimes um, even something you know I'm like objectively bridesmaids is hilarious and someone else is like no i didn't laugh once and i'm like right. well you are broken you're broken <laughs> yeah and um i don't respect yeah you. yeah and, and actually yeah today i got an email from someone that just said um i don't find your books funny at all can you explain <laughs> to me why they're funny <laughs> oh, <laughs> i was like you. well um uh, Boy, I go, you know, everybody finds different things funny. So, you know, someone else might, you know, not have that same faith. And so I expected that, you know, I was like, well, some people aren't going to have it. And then, you know, it went in a completely different direction and, um, you know, sort of felt, I don't think that was something that anybody that, you know, was involved with it expected. Um, You know, it wasn't, you know, there were, you know, to my knowledge, it wasn't, you know, no one was like, oh, if you get involved with this, remember, you're going to have to fight a lot of people you know i have a you know i have a, a book coming out on tuesday as well that's a book on donald trump and then it's yeah been far i was gonna less ask you about that yeah. it's been far less controversial <laughs> yeah. so well, politics um, aren't as controversial as uh yeah, donald trump doesn't actually have controversy 
Right, right, right. 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 Yeah. So, so no, it's really great. It was really, I just, I just, I don't think anyone, you know, I mean, at least myself and my editor and, you know, it it wasn't like there were secret memos being passed around from Sony to us or something, you know, um, Hey guys, here's the plan. We're going to really capitalize on this sexist backlash here to sell, you know, (laughs) I know some people think that happened and I'm like, uh, you know, no, that's, you know, not, not from what I saw, you know, it was like, it was kind of like, Oh my God, what's, People are mad about what? Really? I, you know, um, you just you just couldn't believe it at first, I guess. Right. Yeah. I should probably uh, say something. Though. I should probably say something about the haters that we can take out of context, though. And oh, then sort that'd of, be great. You know, like really oh, good sure. attention grabbing sort of. Would you? You know. Yeah, we need a good yeah. clickbait. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like Andrew Schaefer was on the Yes Have Some podcast. You won't believe what he's doing to your childhoods. <laughs> one weird trick. Click for more. Yeah, click for more. He said, one... he said no, don't have any. <laughs> um, you don't well, get some haters. No, no you don't. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. But um, the good news is that uh, we've been riding the positivity train. Uh, we were super excited um, as soon as this book was announced. Like we've been talking about this for a long time, um, and uh, it's just so cool, man. It, it's it's a great read. It's fun. I felt like I was I was getting getting learned the yeah, whole time. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of really fun historical. I, from what I took, historically accurate uh, portrayals of former paranormal investigators. Absolutely, yeah. And um, obviously getting the backstory on Aaron and Abby. and then. Um, but for those of you who, who are going to pick up the book, I will say, do not be afraid to read this book before the movie because it, it, does, it, it, it slightly references events in the movie, but nothing that is going to spoil your experience. If anything, reading this uh, before July 15th will, in my opinion, enhance. Uh, yeah, experience. that's what right. I It's said. a good companion. Like, right. Like, if, if going into Ghostbusters 2016 is like entering a blind marriage, which is kind of like how I felt it is, I feel like this book is like getting a little peek at its live journal or like the Facebook <laughs> of the person that you're about to spend the rest of your right, life with. Right. Like, you get a little understanding, a little background, and you get to kind of like scroll through their history and look at old photos. Um, but there's still so much to learn, and I'm really even more so than before looking forward to this movie now with, with the stuff that I know. I'm very confident moving forward. So it was a really fun read for me. So Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're hitting close to the hour mark here. Jake, did you have anything else for Andrew? Um, so, yeah, you know, we were talking earlier about, like, some of the collaborative uh, stuff you guys did coming up with, like, the backstories. Um, but... You know, as I'm reading, we get we hit chapter nine, and then you get like tons of info about like the proton pack, the PKE meter, mm-hmm. the trap, and like some of this stuff is like I mean, this is legit like insight into explaining how they even work, and that's that that's kind of stuff that we've never gotten. You know, it's always just been like, oh, it's a proton pack, it busts ghosts. You know, like you just <laughs> you never really question that kind of stuff. And then, and then all of a sudden we get like a couple of really great pages of just like explanation on some of these things, which was really fun. And how, and, uh, was, was that stuff is as collaborative as the earlier stuff? Like, or did you just get to write that? Or is that some stuff they had pre-written they just wanted to throw in there? What was that like? 
Yeah, that's um, that's actually entirely uh, James Maxwell. Um, uh, you may have seen the uh, video that okay. they posted on the, mm-hmm. the Higgins Institute site. And right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Everything that everything that Holtzman writes in there is is uh, is completely his stuff and and is in his words basically. Um, I I just plagiarized right. it. Hey. Yeah, I just yeah. I was gonna say it. this is the perfect opportunity for you to take credit for that because yeah. he's not gonna. Look. He's not here. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I just some. rewrote. He gave me some stuff, and I said, "No, this is not how no, it works, good. buddy. This, this might work at MIT." You know? <laughs> but yeah, so no, so that basically, I, I, uh, I yeah, I just took shit out of this, and then. And, and and then and then uh, it was it was really interesting was you know then we actually like showed him like some other stuff from the book, and I think he was I mean I I'm just putting these words into his head he was just like what in the hell you know is wrong with you this is you know uh, this is not how any of this works you know um, I think I think I, again I like I'm just this paraphrasing recurring theme. <laughs> what was in it yeah this is mostly what. When, pe- when I showed some people, there's uh, you'll notice in some other areas of the book there are like some uh, diagrams and there's some equations. And there's a mention of a mm-hmm. diaphragm at one point too. Yeah, the diaphragm was all me. Um, I loved that. I just wanted to shout out like to that metaphor. Thing. Well, so, shout out to all the diaphragms out there. Yes. <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. It was empowering and it was funny. I won't spoil anything. I mean, you know the. Reading. The IUD argument didn't get in, but the diaphragm one oh. did. So oh. um, I'm gonna ask, what else yeah. did get in? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So yeah. So there's this equation in there, and and you know we we're like, oh, let's get you know let's get this feedback. This was just like just BS that we just sort of uh, I just made up, and then he's just like, this is just like uh, your basic. Uh, pre-advanced calculus or something, whatever, you know, yeah. it's just like some real, something really advanced to me, you know, in my yeah. mind, he's like, this is just really basic stuff, you know? And he goes, oh, he goes thing, no. it's like, it's like if in your other book, they were like, this is a shark with an F2 tornado. We're, we're, we talk F5s <laughs> in Sharknado. Okay. You need to calm down. Andrew <laughs> oh yeah. 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 No. So, so it was, it was, it was, it was like really that. interesting um, to <laughs> To sort of get that feedback, and but yeah, but it was awesome uh, to to see the kind of thought that's going into this. And again, it's not really spoiling anything because you know he did that video, and they've you know talked about you know different stuff they did on. But but it's uh, the the level of thought that's gone into it. I'm like, this is you know when you think about the level of thought that went into the original Ghostbusters, it was you know it was not. I mean. You know, they were concerned about the story and all that kind of stuff and the comedy and whatnot, you know. But now, you know, with Paul coming on board, he was just like, okay, well, how does that actually work? And he's such like a, you know, like a gear freak that he just wanted to know how everything worked and right. make sure that, you know, it it all made sense. And that and it's just such, yeah, it's just such a level that, you know, and I was just, and I, before I signed up for this, I was like, oh, well, there must be, you know, some ghost heads out there who know how this stuff works and then they're like no we don't <laughs> like, yeah. we don't even like, like all no. agree on the names for the parts on the proton pack so yeah it's, there's, there's no party right right and i was like i was like this is cool so it yeah it gives you a chance to sort of um you know go just much further in depth than i think 
you know, that, you know, the ghost heads have ever been able to go into on this stuff. And, you know, although it is, you know, the book and a lot of the stuff is for the new movie, um, you know, you can also, uh, you know, sort of get some ideas of, I mean, I would say like a lot of the book, you know, a lot of these paranormal researchers and historians and stuff and the science that's behind it, you know, would be valid for, you know, the classic universe as well. Um, right, right. I mean, you know, I would just say someone, you know, someone, maybe Slimer picked a copy of this up and, you know, went through some interdimensional wormhole. And, Ooh, it looks um, like he you did. Know, There's some slime on maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah. He did not say he didn't. Who? Well, I was informed. I was informed this week that only a class seven like Gozer can do interdimensional travel, and it would be ridiculous to think otherwise. <laughs> so, <Ooh>. uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, this is the stuff um, we're dealing. Stay off. <laughs> I know. I know. I got to stay off well, forums and message boards. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the great thing though about the original. Ghostbusters is that you're like the the concept of different dimensions is built right into it, you know? The interdimensional yeah. cross rib. It's Absolutely. right there. Yeah. You know? Go- well, and I mean as a kid it was confusing though. It was like right. Gozer's not a ghost. Gozer's an alien. It was a man. <laughs> that was like the well, extent uh, of it. Right, right. Um well we're gonna wrap up here. We've kept you for over an hour now. We really appreciate your time. We're so excited about the book. The book comes out June twenty eighth. You can pre order on Amazon. Uh, get it delivered right to your door. Uh, you could win some copies from us. Yeah, we're going to be giving away some copies here on the Facebook page, so stay tuned for that. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you before we go is, now that you've tackled Ghostbusters, um, I hope you stick with Ghostbusters. I hope you write a bunch more. I want to read Kevin Knows Kevin. Yeah, I want to read. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, what, what are your other uh, franchises? Is there anything else that you'd, you'd want to work with, something that you've uh, always dreamed about? Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've got something that I've always dreamed about, and um, uh, I, I can't. I don't want to say it because then someone else might might do it. it. Okay. Uh-oh. So, secret. Um, there we go. It's a secret. It's a secret. Uh, yeah. No, that's. Uh, Mm, hey, mm-hmm. now let me ask you: Is it a secret because you're holding it close? To, is this something you're actually doing and you can't reveal it, or just you just you don't want to say to you don't want to jinx it? No, it's because I don't have anything, and I'm actually just uh, trying to, you know, sort of uh, come up with it off the top of my head. And there's nothing <laughs> okay. there right now. I feel like um, I should go the Howard Stern route. So let me ask you this. Do you think you can't think of anything because you had a weird relationship with your dad? (laughs) You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that weird. Um, Well, that's good. (laughs) It it wasn't, it just wasn't that weird. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have like a weird childhood or anything besides the, you know, there were no ghost experiences either. Um, Although, you know, I, I, I wanted the books on my shelf to like fly off yeah, um, I was just thinking, like, the coolest thing, like, if I could go back in time, what I would, instead of, like, being a time traveler that talks to myself, I would just, like, tell my parents, like, cool things to do to make me happy. Yeah. Um, that would, like, totally make my childhood. Like, one day I would, like, do the symmetrical book stacking of all of my books, like, in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, um, you know, I would have my parents do that for me. 
Like, yeah. I feel like they could I don't know why Set they didn't do that. You. Elf on the right. Shelf I'm like Ghostbusters. Right. Uh, That's interesting. I like it. So we should market that. Andrew Schaefer's symmetrical book stacking. Uh, It's like a little Christmas (laughs) kit. And then uh, the commercial just ends with uh, the kid like, wow, symmetrical book stacking. And then the dad looks at the mom and goes, no mom would stack books like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my son migrated. Um, well, listen, we're, like I said, we, we don't want to keep you any longer. Uh, you, you, you're going you're gonna to be out promoting this book over the next couple of weeks. We're really excited about it. I a bunch of jokes about sponges. Hey, that's okay. Mass, Elaine Bennis' Mass Sponge Thank migration. you. Um, oh, boy. So, but oh, my this last is what the haters knew would happen. It would just be a joke. Full. This book is just full of diaphragm jokes. Oh, and, they knew it. Um, oh, yeah, that's the headline. Oh, girls uh, talking about their cracks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. My last question, Andrew, I'm going to close this out for us. You're you're a longtime Ghostbusters fan. You even wrote a Ghostbusters fan fiction for Ghostbusters 2 in 1985. We want to read it. What is your opinion of Ghostbusters 2? How do you look back on that movie uh, now that you are uh, an adult or New York Times bestselling author? My opinion of Ghostbusters 2 is that it was a film that came out in 1989. Hmm. <laughs> All right. That is. That is. I don't want to go out on a limb here, but I. I gotta say that's objectively. I believe that to be the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing a lot of people don't know, it was filmed in 1988. So oh. that's pretty weird. How Great. that worked. Yeah. Wow. My, my, Breaking news. My wife. My wife mm-hmm. is a huge fan of Ghostbusters too. Okay. And yeah. so it's kind of like, we want to watch some Ghostbusters. It's like, I want to watch Ghostbusters 1. And she's like, I want to watch Ghostbusters 2. And then we just end up watching uh, something else on Netflix. Um, but yeah, oh, I've been getting into Extreme Ghostbusters lately. Um, oh, I've been it's getting fun. into it. <laughs> it, it really is fun. Cute. It's really fun. It's fun. Yeah, we have um, and yeah, no, uh, but I think that. You know, my my opinion of Ghostbusters 2 is not that controversial. It's it's that I think it's two thirds or three quarters of a film that's everybody as good as the original movie. It could be outtakes from the original movie, and then and the last you know 20 minutes, I just think it it kind of falls apart. Um, and you know whether it affects or just they just tried to top the original. I don't know, but again, right. that's that's subjective opinion, and, and my wife um, thinks I'm full of crap. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, my dad thinks you're full of crap. No, they, yeah, there it is. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think it's it's two thirds or three quarters. Um, there's some kind of math number in between those two that I would go through if I if I knew. Um, yeah. se- seven tenths Sounds of a good. great film. Yeah, I know. I think yeah, it's yeah. nine. The only problem I have with Ghostbusters 2 is that um, it prevented Ghostbusters 3 from happening for like 30 years. <laughs> uh, and it all comes back to our good friend, Bill Murray. So yeah. I don't, but I don't want to end on a somber note. So, um, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate uh, you giving your time and writing this amazing book. I want the world to check it out. 
pre-order it off Amazon. Go to your, I mean, go to Barnes and Noble. Go to Books a Million. Pick up Ghosts from Our Past. Um, it comes out June 28th. And Andrew, before you go, any other? I know you mentioned the uh, the Day of the Donald book you have coming up. Um, anything else that you want to plug? Social media? Anything that? Uh, where where can we find you? And what what do you have coming up after uh, after Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah, I just have the uh, Day of the Donald book, which is a, a Trump thriller set in a world where Donald Trump is president. Now, when I started writing this, that did not look like a likely case, and uh, <laughs> right. it kind of goes it kind of goes up and down whether it's you know whether it's going to happen or not. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a it started off as sort of a post-apocalyptic book, and there. I think I think there's a couple of Ghostbusters references in that book as well. Oh, very cool. Um, Worth a read. But it, but it, yeah, but it's like a legit thriller with dead bodies and stuff. Oh, um, awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, there are no sharks, um, but uh, I could draw one in there if you wanted. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's that's the next thing I have up, and it comes out the same day as Ghost from Our Past. So that's amazing. It, it sounds oh. like I'm. It sounds like I'm really prolific instead of just uh, stuff gets scheduled oddly at the same time. You know, it's like I have two competing blockbusters here. Um, <laughs> now I'm surprised. On the same day. Dude, you should go to a big dinner. Yeah, you should get a big dinner, that, that celebration dinner. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we do. We always talk about these big dinners. We always end up at David Buster's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we get Chinese food, actually. Um, <laughs> it's not very good, but the game yeah, is Yeah, it's pretty bad. But uh, it yeah. sounds like with your history, it sounds like you might be writing the uh, sequel to Ghost Shark. Have you seen that movie? I love Ghost Shark. Uh, that is one that I cover in my How to Survive a Sharknado guide. Yes. Um, Ghost Very Shark cool. was amazing. Um, I, I There are about five or six different types of shark threats that are covered in that Sharknado guide. So if you haven't read it yet, um, it's like for a penny on Amazon or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, they, they gave it out with like Loot Crate, like 250,000 copies oh, wow. um, in print. And <laughs> uh, one for every Sharknado fan in America. And, wow. uh, but yeah, the, the Ghost Shark was an amazing film. Um, uh, definitely uh, one of the favorites that I had to watch. I mean, cool. that I enjoyed watching. Yeah. Um, Very cool. And then we got the we got the shallows coming up this week, so we'll have to we'll have to yeah. uh, reconverge. Yeah, Is that we'll a touch word? base. We'll touch base and figure we'll out if we all like base. the newest shark movie that's hitting cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the shallows. Does Blake Lively get her bikini eaten off um, by a shark? We certainly. You know, that's a question I've been up. asking myself <laughs> for a decade. So I'm finally going to get some answers on that. Uh, Can't wait. Well, cool. Andrew, we we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for your time. Um, We will be talking to you. And your talent for writing this book. Yeah, it's amazing. Goes through our past, June 28th, and hopefully we can reconnect after the movie's out and maybe delve into some more uh, spoilery territory. Yeah, absolutely. We can, yeah, maybe then I'll know what I'm working on next. Yes. Yeah, it'll be (laughs) Goes through our past two. The sequel. Yes. We'll get, those, we'll, we'll get the expanded edition with those extra 200 pages. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see those. <laughs> we do. We do. I want All right. Cool. Well, thanks, Andrew. Uh, have a great night out in Oregon, and we will talk to you next time. All right. Thanks. You guys have a good time. Thanks, All man. Right. Bye. Bye.